definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome into the First United Bank Studios, where we've got the end of the bench coming up today. We'll take you all the way up until 12 and hand you off to the bottom line, boys. As this is a Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program. Excited to be with you this morning as we have a Texas Tech game day and a big one as the Red Raiders take on the Texas Longhorns tonight at 7 o'clock is when we'll be on the air. Ball goes up at 8, so it's going to be a late night at United Supermarkets Arena. You can hit us up through the Yates Flooring Center chat line which is on the 100.7 The Score mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. The Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. Gentlemen, today we will tear it out again. Tears of 12. There was, I don't know if exciting is the word, or <laughs> weird, or maybe a little bit of kind of a potpourri last night. Only two games, but Kansas State's ahead by 25 with about, 12 minutes left over West Virginia, of all teams. From that moment, the Mountaineers hit nine three-pointers. Everybody just turns into Reggie Miller. (laughs) And next thing you know, you're going to overtime. But the only problem is, Jerome Tang is the best coach in overtime history. And the Wildcats are now 12-0 under Jerome Tang. In overtime games, 7-0 and this year. Okay, so that thing finally ends. And then you have Baylor and TCU. And I'm telling you, when I turn it over to Baylor and TCU, it's one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. It's just like, uh, almost like they're punting it back and forth to each other. Steal, 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 turnover. Steal, turn, steal, turn. And they were playing like the free throw lines. There was a moat from the free throw line down to the baseline. So they were playing from free throw line to free throw line and almost like punting it back to one another in one of the ugliest pieces of basketball that I've seen in a long time. So that was Big Monday. Baylor made all kinds of plays. TCU did not. I mean, they were relying on Micah Peavy again to try and score, and that was last night. How you doing, David? Good. My buddy Eric Kelly, who used to work here in town, works in Waco now. He likened it. He said, so this is what Iowa football is like. Yeah. He yeah. was covering that. That first half was absolute. I think it was 25-23 at the half. 25-23. And you mentioned it, and then you look up, and you're like, oh, it kind of looked like the other game in reverse, you know. Baylor figured things out in the second half, made their adjustments, and just blew the doors off of TCU. That other game was scary just for the fact that you know what's coming this weekend. And you're like, oh, great. Hopefully they got all of that good shooting out of their system last night because they went on a 30-something to single-digit run to tie that Unbelievable run. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, that's um, between them and Oklahoma State, as we'll see in our tiers, it's a pretty good little separation as they fight for the worst team in the league. So here you have the worst team in the league on the road, down by 25, twice, and not quitting. And hit nine <laughs> three-pointers. And, like, everybody. I mean, 
it was it was wild to watch. And then, um, you know, with uh, Baylor, the the Walter kid went crazy in the second half, um, like kind of on the floor and off. He was just a madman, kind of just going nuts there. And uh, the the Misi kid is here's what's scary about you still have Baylor. Mm-hmm. This upcoming, I'm not going to jump ahead too far, but I was going to tell you, you got Texas Tech and Texas baseball, uh, not this Friday, but the next. Saturday, same, baseball and Baylor in, in town. And then Sunday, of course, Texas Tech, Texas baseball. But this Misi kid, Eve Misi, is starting to figure it out. And they're starting to figure out how to get the ball to him which is kind of Warren Washington style when it's healthy, throw it up there. Nobody can get it except for you. Mm-hmm. And he was rocking the rim yesterday. This guy is going to be a first-round draft pick, though. Has all the tools. He's scaring me to death right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you have to wrap things up. So take care of business tonight is what you're saying. Take care of business tonight. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not going to beat Baylor. No, but. I, I mean, think you'll be you're... favored against Baylor. Well, your favorite tonight, too. Yeah, your favorite tonight, even with all the questions with the health. Um, I'll know more on that. Again, once I get up to shoot around, around uh, 3 o'clock today. The Cobras played last night. Didn't go well. That's why I missed a lot of that K-State game. Uh, over at Alcove. Yeah. Uh, Perry played hard, but um, our boys are not very good. And they got rolled about 27 to 13. Who were, were they playing against? The Heritages or the? Uh, I don't know. It was, it was a green team. Yeah, that was. Oh, that's right. You're playing. I, I was thinking. I was thinking of the school ball. That's not the school. No, ball. we're not so school yeah, ball. Yeah, we're to, ball. to friendship. Yeah. Youth friendship little kids. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. What's going that. on in your world? Uh, busy day. Like you said, I mean, we're going to have a late night at the USA, maybe a little later, putting some stuff together for further or later in the week in the in the sports office. But, yeah, busy, busy, ridiculously busy. <sighs> so, dude, I'm telling you, I'm in a, I'm in a big time struggle bus situation. Um, got up this morning, went to Nick's Fight Club. Mm hmm. I'd say there were 45 people in the class. All of them seemingly 20 years younger. Trey Culver's there again. <laughs> That's motivation is what that is. Um, everyone that I meet is an expert boxer. And um, so you, they put you in the ring. And they have probably eight people in the ring. Eh, six. And they have two of the trainers going around with the mitts. Mm-hmm. And they go in a, in a circle. As a, you know, you hit you. The next guy hits. The next girl hits. I was so bad that I, the trainers started to run into each other. They, <laughs> there, so, there's a backlog. Yeah, there's a backlog because of me. <laughs> I, was, I was so mad. It's like, so what do I do? Huh, 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 uh, no, wrong, 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 wrong. Because these guys, they're, they know their motions in their heads. You know, give me a one-two with a. A hook. Give me a one-two with a uppercut. Give me a one-two with a slip and a and I don't know. This is my fourth time, and I just wanted to quit because the trainers kept running into each other because I was screwing the whole lineup. <laughs> you just 
picture you just going with the wrong combination. No, it's way <laughs> off, man. Just hitting one of them in the face. Yeah, yeah. flattening yeah. one of them. Oh, those guys. They, they're, they're. There's no way that I could touch those guys. <laughs> That's uh, true. They'd probably die yeah, they're like. Way. You're like, um, that's it's coming right for your face, but it's just yeah, it's like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Motion. It's like uh, the sloth on Zootopia. <laughs> that's that's how I box. Um, uh, jeez, what do you call a three humped camel? Um, so uh, the humiliation factor was really high this morning, and the pain. Uh, about 40 minutes in, I couldn't walk because of my back. Uh, I think everybody knows out there that listens that my lower back has been jacked for about seven years uh but it gets worse and worse so that was fun this morning had to uh, bail out and go to the bike and humiliate myself but man that's an unbelievable place unbelievable atmosphere and uh great great spot to to sweat and if you're me look like a fool headlines <laughs> coming up next Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. What you need to know is this is the end of the bench, a Hacks Collier and Lucas edition coming up at 945. We will tear it out. Tears of 12 as they have jumped around all year long, starting to take shape. I like it when you get to the part of the season where you watch broadcasts or you're scrolling through your Twitter feed and you see if the season ended now, this is what the Big 12 tournament would look like. Also, you want to know what it's going to look like because – you know, uh, David, on on Tuesday nights in Kansas City, we have our broadcasters dinner. Mm-hmm. What's going to be so weird about that this year? There will be two broadcasters there <laughs> that are done. Yeah, because those are afternoon games, morning and afternoon games on Tuesday. So when we go eat at Garozos, how long has that been going on? The dinner? Yeah. It's probably... It's kind of a cool tradition. 15 years, That's I'd say. Solid. Yeah. I remember seeing pictures of it when I was at ORU, always wanting to be in that picture. Mm. So, um, and be with those guys. And so, it's it's a lot of fun. But it'll be crazy because it'll be two, two announcers that their work is done and their season will be done. Listen, whoever loses that first day, season over. No NIT. Yeah. You would think, right? You would imagine, yes. So um, that's that's the difference. You're going to have two games on Tuesday. Then you'll get um, four games the next day, four games the next day. Those guys might be the uh, life of the party, though. They might be buying everybody drinks because they're like, after this miserable season, I'm done. Yeah. Wash my hands of this. And go straight to baseball more than likely, but hey. In some form or fashion, yes. Um. Texas Tech and Texas tonight. Uh, Astro line is tonight on 100.7 the score. Liberty softball's on the air at 5 on 93.1 Texas FM against Childress. Friendship boys are in the playoffs, 97-7. That's sunny, 97-7 at 6 o'clock. Good luck to them. Other basketball games tonight. Houston hosts Cincinnati. KU hosts BYU. Those are the other Big 12 games. Uh, there's a baseball game tonight on ESPN Plus. TCU hosting Wazoo. It's Washington State if you want to get a look at that. Kentucky is at Mississippi State. Let's go, dogs. 
Dayton and Davidson play. Dayton's still in the top 25 at 21. George Mason plays today. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. The good old Patriots taking on. Who did I, I sent you guys that picture, right? Saturday night, I, wa- I walk in. I'm trying to find something on the TV in the hotel room, and it's George Mason against yeah. whoever the heck it was. It was just like mocking me. I was like, hey, you ever watched any A-10 basketball? Here's your chance, pal. Bro. I'm not your friend, pal. They are playing uh, Chicago, Loyola. Yes, yes. Yeah. The Ramblers. Thanks. Yeah, That's thanks. what I was going to go to. Yeah, the uh, the Porter Mosier last year when he had his beard, he looked like that mascot. Very scraggly, unkept. We were courtside when they – Jumped into the basketball universe yeah, two feet. Because they were in, in uh, Dallas, Dallas with us, yeah. Yep. We were waiting to take the air. As a matter of fact, we are probably already on the air when they uh, defeated. That I don't remember. Oh, man. I'm going to look it up now. Florida comes to mind, but that was not it because we beat Florida the next day. That was 17-18. Miami? Maybe. 17-18 NCAA tournament, right? The U.S. women's national team lost to Mexico in a CONCACAF Gold Cup group stage clash yesterday. This was a huge upset as Mexico again won 2-0. to zero. Um, The interim national team coach, Twyla Kilgore, said her side faces no easy games anymore. Was I right? You were right. Miami of Florida, yeah. six seed. They beat them 64-62. Awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. What's her name? Sister Jean saw her rolling around. Yeah, she was rolling around right down there, yeah. Becoming a superstar. Sister Jean. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as we get closer to March Madness and... <laughs> The fact that conference baseball is a couple days away is That's is so comical. Did you mention TJ Pompey? No. Big 12 newcomer of the week as well. I want to pull up his numbers. I mean, the guy's been on base every single game so far this year, nine games in his Red Raider career. Last week he got a hit in all but one of them, but he got on by a walk. So had his first two career home runs, drove in 11 runs, scored 11 runs. I know basically everybody in the lineup probably did that. But had 11 hits last week in the five games. And looks the part as well. Lucas, are you sick again, dude? Yeah. Oh, man, dude. I know. I have nine nine days to get better because I'm going out of town to my best friend's wedding. So I'll be taking a lot of medication. So it always starts with a sore throat. So tomorrow I probably won't have a voice. And then I'll have some sneezes, and then I'll get over it. Well, the good part about it is at least the weather is going to be 80 and sunny the rest of the week, and you don't have to worry about a 20 to 30-degree drop and it being freezing in a couple days with the potential of uh, freezing rain or snow overnight Wednesday, Thursday. At least that's not happening while you're trying to battle a a cold. It's messing with everybody so hard. I know. Nonstop. How about sneeze? (laughs) Uh, I wanted to yell at Ron 
like he had anything to do with it, but it's just fun. It's, Ron's it's, fault. It's, it's fun to yell at Ron whenever he gets it wrong. Hopefully he gets it wrong this time, right? I don't I don't want to deal with any of that overnight precipitation and twenty nine degrees was the low one of those. I mean it was what was it yesterday? My AC it kicked eighty seven. My AC kicked on yesterday. And we got it set pretty high. You don't want to be running your AC in February. February. Typically. Sounds like not. a completely different guy. That's from Bullfighter. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally do. It's night and day. But I like I like how I sound when I'm sick. But I don't like being sick. You gotta lay off the Marlboro Reds, man. It's it's a bad habit, man. <laughs> you can't you can't get rid of them. Uh, this is pretty funny. I thought you said mix fight club and was expecting a blow by blow of a pre K melee. Yeah. Uh that that's good. Um Mick uh redo the logo. Meltdown Mickey uh is the worst morning person in the world. Oh man. Um I turned on some Beastie Boys this morning. Uh they had a pretty good beat and was uh Trying to get her moving or just upright. Yeah. Then she started laughing at Perry, and we we got it we got it going. We were riding around Dallas, and sabotage came on. And the funniest thing is Brooks, he's a little removed from his morning drive, listening, taking him to school at the elementary school. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and he goes is this that prediction song that's on the morning drive? And I'm like, yes, but no. <laughs> it's a lot cooler than that. No disrespect, Chuck and Jamie, yeah. but. <laughs> yes, it's, the, it's it. the song to the prediction. Um, that was from Shelly, the uh, mix fight club. <laughs> I'm telling you, between the siblings, they're – I just I think we probably do need to get the boxing gloves out. I met a guy this morning. He had the coolest looking boxing gloves. They looked like old style, like forties, thirties boxing gloves, but they were mm-hmm. clean, beautiful, and mine looked like I swear a rat has chewed through the wrist wraps. And I was like, look, I go, come here. Come here. Let's let's compare. Look at your gloves and look at my gloves. I know how to fix that problem. I've noticed this on my social media the last like week or so, and maybe you guys. There are Apollo Creed shorts, like just oh. ads just littering my timeline. Roll up to the Knicks Fight Club and in your Apollo Creed uh, Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Nobody's going to mess with you. You got to wear the hat, so that's, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle sounds Sam. Like, sounds like a tiny little punishment <laughs> to me. <laughs> there would have to be a tank top involved. I'm not getting in to no shirtville here. But uh, that is one of the saddest scenes in sports movie history. Oh, it's awful. Um, when we come back, I'm going to give you, I think, the, one of the saddest uh, scenes I've ever seen, period. I saw it last night. It made me cry. Um. I got uh, this show going on Netflix, and it's it's really good, but it's really dark. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from one hundred point seven. The score. 
It's hour number one on a game day here. Don't forget, coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, myself and Chris Lovell will be on the air. We'll take you through an hour pregame show, leading you up to the tip-off between Texas Tech and Texas. The Red Raiders, a slight favorite, four and a half points-ish. And we will tip the ball off, I'm sure, at 8.05. So when it's 8 o'clock, it seems like they always go to 8.05 to get the ball officially in the air. And the Friendship Boys playoffs on Sunday 97.7. So we've got you covered in more than one way. We even got some softball, Liberty softball on 93.1 Texas FM. This thing is chalky right now. I'm putting it together. Yeah. And it's gotten more and more chalky as we go. It's harder to step out on any kind of uh, yeah. Uh, limbs. Yeah. And when you only have four games left, some three, you just look at it and you're like, I can't. Like, I've moved Kansas State around so much, and I had them left for dead down in the bottom three, and they go and win two in a row, and I'm like, I can't leave them down there. Yeah, last-ditch effort. I mean, they had to have that thing last night. They had to be in full-out panic mode as nine threes went down for West Virginia at uh, Bramlage Coliseum, and they get to overtime, and again, Jerome Tang works his magic. Dude's got... I mean, numbers tell a whole lot of stories. Did you see that? And if you're twelve and zero in overtime games as a head coach, gracious! Did you see that stat that somebody uh, compiled about? Because you had mentioned it earlier in the show. He has seven overtime wins this year alone. Somebody looked it up. How many teams this season have fewer wins? than they do in overtime. Did you happen to come across that? Oh, man, that? that's, that's fascinating. No. Let me pull it up real quick. I think I counted correctly. Say five, well, uh, 10, 15. I think it was Mississippi Valley State got their first win last night. They're now 1-27. and 27. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're part of this. 19 teams in the country have Your, um, less than seven total wins. I believe it. And they Vent- got seven Venture a guess. Uh, I, I know you can get at least one of these. We've talked Missouri. about them numerous. No, no, that's a good that's a good guess. I guess they they had a pretty uh, cush mm, non-conference schedule. No, you can you you we've said this team's name and how awful they've been all year long. Louisville, nu- numerous times. No, Miss again. You guys are good. You're close. Uh, the Red Raiders have played them within the Vandy? last five years. DePaul. There you go. DePaul is in there, Manhattan, the Jaspers, Buffalo. Uh, man, I couldn't even tell you what that one is. An S with wings. Um, Siena, Houston Saints. Christian. Huskies. Uh, Florida A&M. Rattlers. UTRGV. Vaqueros. Valpo. Crusaders. Detroit Mercy. Titans. Dartmouth. Eagles? No, I don't no. think so. This is sad because I used to do Dartmouth as my uh, college basketball dynasty team. I would start my coaching career at Dartmouth, and I can't even remember what they are. The green. <laughs> the Dartmouth green. Uh, Georgia Southern. Oh. Eagles. Georgia Southern. Pacific you know, they fired League. Brian Berg for their, whatever they've got going on now. Yeah, it seems like it's working out Yeah, like a charm. Football, then, baseball, school. Yeah, definitely not. Terrible in school. Terrible in hoops. Are you looking it up, Lucas? No. 
It says the big green. The big green. Let's go. That's close enough. Green. Look at that. There we go. Big green. That's, those couple of years running the show there at Dartmouth uh, <laughs> paid off. <back laughs> Where is Dartmouth? I don't know. It's an Ivy League school, right? Or it's, well, that's what. It's up there. It's up there. Jersey or something. A10 country. Do you see UMass is leaving the A10? I did see that. What a weird move. I mean, that's like the perfect place for them. Why would we want to go to the MAC? I don't know. Dartmouth Foot- is in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Oh, okay. There we go. Football prestige. Tuesday yeah, right. night games. I don't know. I guess, and they belong in the A10. I guess football money. I mean, I, I don't. They have to be getting money for playing all these midweek games, right? I mean, it's the only thing I know about the Mac is Maction. So something's got to be more money than what they're getting in the. And you A-10. get to watch them play in the snow. I would watch it. Trust me. All right, let's tear it out. <laughs> Tears of 12. All right. I'm going to go with five tiers. The hopeless tier is Oklahoma State dead last. West Virginia, 13. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Missing the tournament t- tier. I'm going to stand by this. I got Cincinnati, 12. UCF, 11. Texas, 10. K-State, 9. Uh, going to the tournament tier in the middle. Oklahoma, BYU, TCU, Texas Tech. Breaks off to another tier. Um, Going to get a good seed in the NCAA tournament tier. Baylor 4, Kansas 3, and then Iowa State, Houston 2 and 1. I'll be honest, I was looking something up, so I didn't hear your 9-10. What was your 9-10? All right. Uh, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. K-State and OU. K-State. Uh, no, it was K-State and Texas, right? Because you had OU. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, you did have OU where, where I have uh, BYU. Okay, uh, working my way from the bottom, I, I'm not as – I have BYU over OU. Yeah, you do have BYU over OU. Um, West Virginia is my last place team. I know they did what they did last night. But they also lost to Oklahoma State, so I'll give OSU the benefit of the doubt there with Oklahoma State being the not-as-bad number 13. Then the, a couple of the newbies, they're both sitting at 5-9. and nine. They both dropped down a couple of spots in my tiers of 12. UCF at 12, Cincinnati at 11, interchangeable. Uh, the My fighting for a play – or a spot in the postseason. I don't think they can get in, but Kansas State will be 10, Texas 9. Uh, the rest of these, I guess, are in at this point unless they just lose out. We've got 8, BYU, 7, Oklahoma, TCU down one spot to 6 for me. Texas Tech, even with that loss, goes up one spot just because they beat TCU last week. Then it's the next tier up. Not quite good enough to win the uh, Big 12, but clearly better than the rest of the uh, field. Baylor at four, down a spot for me. And then look at that, Kansas, who I think I've had as low as five at some point, works their way into the top three. at one point. Yeah. I mean, but there they are, where they always are. Not going to win the Big 12 title this year, but up a spot for me to three. Then Iowa State, two. And 
obviously number one in the country and by a lot. <laughs> number one in the country. I know, right? Kelvin Sampson. Back to Dead the Big 12. Comments. Back to the Big 12 and doing things that he did in Norman. Decades. Maybe even better. Yeah, he's – whether you like him or not, he's been a good coach where – except for Indiana, right? Yeah. He was good at Washington Indiana State. Indiana was a grease fire. Got to Oklahoma, Indiana, which is probably not fair because it's been a mess for everybody since Bob Knight. Mm-hmm. I don't count Mike Davis. Mike Davis got lucky one year. Yeah, he did. Um and then it turned into kind of a very similar situation that we had here, right? Uh, yeah, there we go. I, I mean, Houston's twenty four and three, eleven and three in the Big Twelve. Their losses are at Iowa State, TCU, and Kansas. And if they're at home, they're pretty much unbeatable. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a tremendous basketball team. They're going to have the Player of the Year in the league in Shed. Uh, they're going to have a lot of first-teamers, second-teamers. Uh, I know the coaches have filled out their uh, ballots, and we'll be getting close to seeing that, who makes uh, who makes what. Newcomer of the year, player of the year, that sort of thing. But Shed <laughs> is going to be the player of the year. Uh, what are you laughing at? Shelly. It helps me work it out. Whenever I'm trying to figure out what the mascot is, I see the color in my head. So red, green, big green, small green, circle with an S. No, it was actually, Shelley, it was S with wings is what I said. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> There'll be a quiz later. The Dr. Seuss of mascots. <laughs> oh, the places you'll go, Dave. <laughs> to give you the wrong answer. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. We're back here on the End of the Bench, having fun with you on a Tuesday as the Red Raiders get ready to take on the Texas Longhorns. Which which one was it? Ponca City. Ponca. Yeah, that's I-35. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking um, coaching choices with U-turns. During the break, and Gene Stevenson, who was the legendary Wichita State baseball coach, took the OU job for about 15 minutes, um, did the presser, and was in tears during the presser. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, why is he crying? And I guess he was crying because he was sad that he was leaving Wichita. He went back to Wichita. Dana Altman went and called the <laughs> Hogs as the new Arkansas basketball coach. And you could tell he was spooked and freaked out by calling the Hogs. And he looked, like, stunned that he had – it's like, wait a minute. Oh, I did. I took this job. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's gone and he's going to Oregon. The thing that started it all was Dirk Cutter, mm-hmm. the former Boise State head coach, took, an, took the Oklahoma State football job for about two days – and then decided not to. Former Boise State head coach, Dirk Cutter, is going back to Boise State, this time as an offensive coordinator. And this comes from friend of the show, Brett McMurphy. Friend of the show? Why is he a friend of the show? Because he was on one time. And where do you go to college? Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. That's why he's a friend of the show. No, he's a, <laughs> a national guy. We, I know. We talk Texas I'm, Tech. And uh-huh. remember how high he was on the Red Raiders? Mm-hmm. 
that he won't do that again, and then he's going to get burned because mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, Cutter was also the head coach previously at Tampa Bay and Arizona State. I think that's what happened. He went, I don't want Stillwater, I want Tempe. My timeline's a little messy because that was a long time ago. But he's back in Boise Blue on the blue turf as their new offensive coordinator. Uh, there was a question about who you, are you going to take for your dynasty mode in the big tw- in the uh, new college football game. I know David's team. The Boise State Broncos. Oh. That's who he will be taking. That would be to the that, national championship. We've already got one tiny wheel thing to put on whenever we get it back. Haxton working out at Nick's Fight Club, dressed up as Apollo Creed with the top hat and the shorts and everything. You want to put me through some punishment? That's it. Yeah. Like I, re- I'm not joking. I know. I read that tweet, and wretched little. Yes, and I do it every single time. I hate that place. And it partially is because I lived in Idaho and didn't have a good experience there, but for you, Idaho sucks. For well, Boise State sucks. Period. End of sentence. That's one of my four states to get to. Have fun. Uh, it's it's beautiful. I will say that. Not in November when it's just snow everywhere, but that's like most places. Your car breaks down when you're trying to get out. You live in a town that doesn't have a movie theater open before noon, or more than like six restaurants. You know, stuff like that. Or their football team lives off of one football game their entire existence. But whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, they're never going to do anything else. That's it. That's the peak. Um, See? Told you. That's the, Draw me off sides every single time. Well, Can't get over it. Yeah, five-yard penalty. It's just a five-yard penalty, though. It's not a big deal. That's true. Um, I don't know, but I would probably – eventually I'd probably just follow through and just take your head off. And then now you're ejected, and that's 15, and now we're in some trouble here. Yeah. Um, it is amazing what we broadcasters do and uh, TV guys. I mean, I know guys that went to Kearney, Nebraska, all these little tiny places, market 400 and making 15000 a year to try and follow your dreams and that kind of stuff, which leads me to I'm glad I'm sitting here with you today. Yeah. Hey. Right. Hey, how you doing? All right. 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 Yeah. I mean, we, you're not in Idaho. Yeah. We're, I'm not in Enid, Oklahoma, which I, I like Enid. It's fine, but. I'm not I'm not it's, covering a it's small. College of Southern Idaho against Dixie State, which there is no go. longer Dixie State. We got there Texas and Texas Tech tonight. That's right. Yeah. So we're, we're grateful for that and grateful to be here with you today. Let's do some burning questions. Two minutes of non-stop in-your-face inquiries with no end in sight. It's time now for Burning Questions. All right, to shift back into the basketball a little bit, who's your MVP for the Red Raider basketball team if we stop right now? Oh, uh, Chance McMillan. No, I'm um, sorry, uh, Darian Williams. Darian Williams. Darian Williams is my easy pick. Is there a difference between MVP and most important? I'd rather not get into that on burning questions. <laughs> yeah. I just think – Something to think about. It is something to think about, yeah. yeah. All like right. If you take um, him off the floor, how do you do? Yeah. Blah, yeah. yeah. Um, start, bench, cut. I saw this on social media yesterday. Barks root beer, mug root beer, A&W root beer. You know, this is almost done – on branding alone because to me they're all 
the same. One has some caffeine in it, right? The others don't. I don't even know which one has caffeine. One has caffeine. The others don't. So say them again. Barks, Mug, and A&W. All right. I think I'm going A&W start, Barks, Bench, Cut, the other one. Lucas? Mug. I would start Mug, Bench, A&W, and then Cut, Bark. Wow. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I had root beer. I was probably in high school. But I used to drink Barks all the time. I don't even know if I've ever had Mug. That's what we have at our bowling alley is Barks. Barks? Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to drink that like nobody's business. So I would, I would probably, that would, I don't even, I'd have to cut Mug because I don't even know that I've ever had it. Um, A&W had that root beer candy that I liked. It was like oh, oh the the little barrels, barrels, barrels yeah. yeah. Oh, I love the yeah. little barrels. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good, good pull there. That's a good memory. All right, uh, give me your best Emperor Palpatine impersonation. See, I don't even know. You you don't know? Is you don't have the hood? any lines? The guy with the hood? Yeah, the hood. Well, here I'll Big email you. Guy? I'll email you some lines. Lucas, do you have any? Good, good. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> any more? Execute Order 66. <laughs> I can't even forward this. I don't know how to forward. You, you don't even do you, You're not a Star Wars guy. I mean, I, I, I like the first three. And, and then it, we jump off. Your feeble skills are no match for the powers of the dark side. Well, that's pretty good. That's kind of scary. <laughs> Ooh, I guess bad chills on that one. Uh, Lucas wins the uh, burning question. That's not how this works. So. Uh, this is not a competition. Oh, okay, my bad. I was I was informed it was a competition last week whenever I did the show with Clint. No, that's take versus take. Oh, that's what it is. You you weren't here, right? Um, when when we do highs and lows, when you're not here, uh-huh. they're Collier's cools and lames. <laughs> that's what they're called, <laughs> the cools and the lames. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I'll allow it. Uh, this is great. Enid, Oklahoma. Shout out to Scooters. Used to live in Hennessy and go there on the weekends. Scooters was a CW Scooters. It was a honky tonk on the north side of town, and um, just uh, boy, if you want to get in some trouble, that's that's oh, it's chances are, it's what it is. Oh, is that what it is? Absolutely, same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. We've we've gone over this ad nauseum. I don't I don't choose to go there, and thankfully, I don't go there. Um, we had. I'm sure it's a great that, establishment, though. In case so we had 99.7 KNID, Enid, Oklahoma. We would have a America's Got No, no, no. Uh, the Voice type. Mm-hmm. Um, deals. People from all over the place would come. We'd do it at Scooters. I didn't go there very much because yeah. I was going to the Frisco bar because it was more my speed, the jukebox, a shuffleboard table, peanuts, and the <laughs> coldest beer in town, and a biker bar. But every now and then, thank you for bringing up scooters. I hadn't thought about that in years. More coming up here on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Tuesday game day. Get your questions in to the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Take those all the way up until noon and uh, do our best to answer those as the Red Raiders take on Texas tonight. As uh, Collier mentioned, it's um, I think it's more about nostalgia, rivalry, bitterness than currently the teams. Sure, this is a massive game for both because Texas is trying to solidify itself in front of the eyes of the committee as a team that could go to the NCAA tournament. Texas Tech with a win, notches, I think, punches its ticket to go dancing. You still have two road games for Texas Tech at West Virginia, at Oklahoma State, then home with Baylor in that order. Texas baseball will be here next week. It's a very busy time, and uh, lots of lots of wild, crazy things happening across the uh, landscape of Lubbock and Texas Tech sports, but Getting some um, some good mojo going for this basketball team would go a long way because it has been a time of adversity. There's no doubt about it. Um, you had the Devin Cambridge uh, ACL that happens eight games in. He's done for the year. Warren tweaks his foot. All of a sudden, you got Chance McMillan with a hip, and an already thin team becomes even thinner, and you're running guys out there that have played a total of 50-some-odd minutes. And guys like Emily Yalaho who are trying their best, but also learning on the job. Absolutely learning on the job. How, what do we uh, do to ensure some home cooking? <laughs> Maybe no blank you ref chance? Yeah, that would probably go a long way. Yeah. Just yell at the other team or just be loud in general. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get blank UT. Yeah. I don't think there's any stopping that. That horse is going to run. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Be loud and be positive towards uh, our team, cheer for our team and against the other team. And that would probably get it done. Team Money 806. Bench warmers, maybe you know, maybe you don't, but why do some Major League Baseball clubs have two spring training teams? I don't think they have two teams. They just play split squad games because, you know, you've got large rosters. Sheer in, numbers. Yeah. Maybe you got like 50, 60, 60 people. So they're trying to get in as many games as possible. So they're all over. I mean, you got different sites there that you like the Royals and Rangers have a, a spot where they play not far from there. San Diego, you know, Colorado, San Francisco have all their little complexes. So I'm sure it's just, hey, we need to get in as many games as possible. We're splitting the squad up and we're both playing today. That's the only reason. Yeah. I looked it up. It says usually when a team is at home, the starters stay there, and then uh, the other players, like prospects and non-rosters, take the away games. That would make sense. And everybody that is at spring training is a injury uh, uh, trade away from being on the major league roster. These are the guys that are – starting to peak in double A, triple A, and so they're just on the cusp of being major leaguers. And you, you have your obviously established major leaguers, but then you have these guys that are kind of the next, and you want to see what the next looks like. Believe me, if you're running an organization, you see that you've got a 34-year-old, 35-year-old third baseman, you know that his time is, you know, his clock is ticking as far as 
playing the game. You want to know what you have next. And so a lot of what you're seeing with these huge numbers, and it happens every year and it's happened every year, period, is what is on deck. Does Tech need to win two of the last three to make the tourney? Well, there's four left, right? Yeah. Um, I think if you win one, the problem is if you win here, that gets you nine, so you're guaranteed to finish 500 in Big 12 play. I think. And with the round number 20. Yeah, and you've got a 20. So you've got nine conference wins minimum, 20 wins on the season. The only thing that would concern me, and it doesn't really, is what if you go – Loss, 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 loss at the yes. Big 12 tournament. If you lose four in a row there, then I would be kind of concerned. Yeah. But so two would two would get you in. Two out of the last four, you're good to go. Right? There's I, no way around I it. think so. I yeah. mean, you have ten conference wins yeah. in the toughest conference in the country. You're getting in the tournament. And you've been ranked for a handful of weeks out of the year. Yeah, quite a few weeks, really. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. so I don't see how if you have ten conference wins, they're gonna keep you out of the NCAA tournament. But yeah, the the nightmare scenario would be win tonight, then lose out the rest of the way because you're losing to the bottom two teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. You lose at home in your last regular season conference game, and then you go lose in Kansas City and you drop four straight. That would make it kind of scary, but I think you would need help with other people. Texas would have to keep winning. Then, right, right. Then yeah, Kansas that's what, State would keep winning. That's what you have to think about even in these worst-case scenarios is there's other carnage going on other places. Yeah. Look at just the, the loss column overall in the Big 12 and the standings, and it's just floating upwards for everybody because everybody's, yeah. you know, this predatory uh, eat eat your own type situation here, beat each other to a pulp is going on in the Big 12 unless you're Houston and to a certain extent Iowa State. But, hey, Kansas is taking some knocks on the head big time. Yeah, and they have five losses. Now, the difference between you and Texas right now is two losses. So that, you know, and that's probably the cutoff, right, where Texas is located right now of Mm -hmm. teams that are getting in. Yep. So – that's what you got to watch tonight. They know what's on the line, too. And that is, hey, we can notch a quad one win on the road in front of a hostile environment and get our season jump-started again because they play Oklahoma State next. Yeah. I think they end with Oklahoma at home. So they got to be thinking, hey, we can get on a roll. We can get into the dance, just like Kansas State's doing right now. Yep. Kansas State was like, hey, if we don't start winning now, this ain't happening. Yeah, and, they and this said, team is not going to navigate itself to a Big 12 tournament championship. That's going to be Kansas or Iowa State anyway. Now, one of those guys basically said, I'm not playing in the NIT. Yeah. So he's know. motivated to try to get to the NCAA tournament. You wish you were in this list, though. College basketball teams with six-plus quad one wins. Purdue and UConn have nine apiece. Arizona, Houston, North Carolina, Kansas have seven apiece. Duke, Iowa State, Creighton, Marquette, and Wisconsin have six apiece. Be nice to be in there, but you're not. You got a chance to take down Texas tonight. That's all that really matters. Let's get um, let's get score predictions. Uh, man, I'm kind of concerned. I don't want to. Yeah, get, I, mean, I don't want to give mine no, because it I'm, might be the other team. I'm That's, not like jumping up and down on a panic button or anything, but I'm fully concerned. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll play the uh, re- reverse psychology here. Then I'll go. 
73-69, the other team. Texas? Yeah. I'm concerned because I don't think either one of those guys are playing. I don't know what you – Robert Jennings could be in foul trouble immediately. I'm – Lucas, you have the ability to step aside me. and see this for, for what it is. What What does it look like to you? So – I like looking at player props. The most popular one that I've seen was Max Acemus, 15 and a half over. I think that he's going to hit that. With if he that. does, you're <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. No, no, David, tell him what you told the me. The last about. three games, he has not hit double digits. He's gone eight and under, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But that's just what I've seen is his 15 and a half <clears> over. <throat> with that being said, I think it will be. 84 to 80 Texas. Well, we sure ain't going Longhorn sweep here on the end of the bench. Uh, I think this is going to be... I I think Texas might win this thing in a grinder because of the bodies they can continue to run out. So I'm going to put it in a little bit more of an open space. We're going to space the floor. We're going to shoot the rock. We're going to get that student section blaring, and Texas Tech is going to win 81-79. to 79. I hope you're right. All them close predictions. Yeah. yeah. And, again, if, it, if this is like a fist fight type deal, I don't know if you got enough bodies. That's to, why I kept it lower, that. you know? I mean. See, so, like you said, if it goes your score, that's the game that I'm talking about that I don't think Tech needs to, to, to play. They don't want to play that way. One day, maybe when yeah. they have depth and they have some of the length to battle. But uh, this, we need to get the, the spacing, transition, all those things going to get the W. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Collier. Thanks to Lucas. I'm Hacks. Listen to us tonight. We'll be on the air at seven. We'll tip that ball off at eight oh five. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.